Of all the stars that ever shone None does twinkle like your pale blue eyes Like golden corn at harvest time Your hair Sailing in my boat The wind gently blows and fills my sail Your sweet-scented breath is everywhere Daylight peeping through the curtains Of the passing night time is your smile And the sun in the sky is like your laugh Come back to me, my Nancy Linger for just a little while since you've left the shores, I've known nor peace nor joy. No matter where I wander, I'm still haunted by your name. The portrait of your beauty stays the same. Standing by the ocean, wondering where you've gone. If you return again Where is the ring I gave to Nancy Spain? On the day in spring When snow starts to melt and streams to flow With the birds I'll sing a song In a while I'll wander Down by Bluebell Grove Where wildflowers grow And I'll hope that lovely Nancy Will return No matter where I wander I'm still haunted by your name The portrait of your beauty Stays the same Standing by the ocean Wondering where you've gone If you return again Where is the ring I gave To Nancy Spain No matter where I wander I'm still haunted by you Portrait of your beauty stays the same Standing by the ocean wondering where you've gone If you return again Where is the ring I gave to Nancy Spain? Where is the ring I gave to Nancy Spain? This is Tony O'Shea and you are listening to Cure Like a Crack with Kenneth Matt. Woohoo! 
Good <laughs> ah, man, Dahi. All right, you're very welcome to Kyologus Crack. I don't know, we get a buzzing in the studio when that thing comes on, so hopefully it's not going out <laughs> over the airways. Definitely there as you're about to take a sip out of your morning java there. <laughs> anyway, welcome, as I say, to Kyologus Crack. Morning, Mr. Great O'Brien. to kick it off there. Nancy Spain. A classic. Yeah, classic. with the High Kings. Beautiful rendition yeah. of that song. We'll have to keep an eye out for those lads. When are they coming to... Yeah, they, they like Toronto, I think. They visit to Canada. Yeah, they like it here. Yeah. They're one of the Irish acts that like coming to this town, so it's good. So, football this weekend. Yeah. Of all sorts, big one, actually. Big one for our, our chances of going to the 2018 World Cup in yeah. Russia. Um, I think this will be... Uh, this could be the weekend that we clinch it all. Yeah, it could what be. Do you think? I think so, although you wouldn't want to be taking these Austrians too lightly. Of course, Ireland play Austria tomorrow noon time here. And uh, yeah, I think uh, even though they're missing about six players, yeah. Roy Keane was deadly in his interview. Huh? <laughs> so we won't be taking them lightly, that's for sure. Yeah. And that uh, people have died for their country, so he wants the players to make sure that they're putting I their bodies that. on the line. So a bit overboard there. Ah, it is a wee bit overboard, but sure, that's Roy anyway, trying to make it uh, controversial. But I, I don't think they will be easy. Good to see that uh, good old Johnny Walters there is fifth, and he looks like he's going to captain the side yeah, tomorrow. He scored a cracker against Uruguay in the friendly. So uh, nice to see him back training this week, and hopefully uh, he'll do the business tomorrow against Austria. Northern Ireland actually played today against Azerbaijan, yeah, and they're over there in Azerbaijan. So uh, good luck to the lads in Have Northern you been Ireland. Been there, ever, Kenny? No, Azerbaijan. But I'll tell you one thing: when I was looking at uh, at that game, I uh, I remember when I first came out, I went down to New York and uh, to visit a couple of lads from Sligo down there, mm-hmm. and I met a girl from Azerbaijan. Oh, she was gorgeous. I thought oh, she was going to steal my heart. But anyway, it didn't happen. didn't work out. I came back to Toronto. I'm sure there was a bit of a language she barrier must, there. Now. She must have gone to Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, balls of another sort. The Lions were at it this morning. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, came up with a win, an important win, actually, yeah. because um, Gatlin was under a wee bit of pressure there. Was. And it's a very good win, a defensive win, really. 12-3. Everything was from the boot today. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they played the Crusaders, who were unbeaten in 2017. I was going to say, what kind of an outfit are the Crusaders? Ah, yeah. but they Very good. Beaten. In fact, right, they were good. calling this that this is the this this game was the fourth test. Oh, really? Okay. So the three so games anyway, against New Zealand. So this was, uh, this was big, yeah. And, and the Irish boys uh, performed well. Good, so good. That's good. How many do you think will start in the actual test? Uh, the Irish lads? Yeah. I think at least three. Around three of them. Yeah. And the test is when the first British test. Uh, that's coming up, I think, this this, this, this coming weekend. Yeah. yeah, all right, yeah. good. So there's so many games. They're there for two weeks. So I know, it's, uh, it's in the middle of the night here. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate as well. Yeah, and speaking of rugby, Ireland play the U.S. Eagles tonight in mm-hmm. New Jersey. Yeah. So the B it's team. yeah, it's a young team, but uh, I don't know if you caught the interview. But Ron Nagara is um, over on a on an invitation in the in the coaching staff with him and he's uh, thoroughly enjoyed the experience yeah. and uh, he's he's uh, very excited about this young Irish uh, Irish team so yeah it should be uh, should be a good game and hopefully they'll uh, they'll win it there's actually three Irish lads uh, Irish born boys lined out for the US the US team yeah, yeah, yeah a fella no called uh, AJ McGinty he's a Dublin lad former Connacht out half 27 year old and two Cork boys who are uh, who play for the US as well John Quill and uh, Paddy Ryan who he'll be on the replacements bench, but looks to get his debut for uh, for the US. The other lads have played like fifteen and twenty caps respectively right, for right. the US. So, 
Well, it was a massive uh, weekend last week in um, Gaelic games. Um, poor old Leash went down to a heavy defeat. Um, I am Shocking. going forward no longer predicting results on okay. Gaelic games. Good to hear. But um, Clare also defeated Limerick. I called Limerick in that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kiss of death going, with you. Especially when so it comes well. to the chat. You're very good at predicting the league. Yeah. But then when it comes to the championship, I yes, think you're a yes, wee bit yes, off. Yeah. But uh, Galway taking on Mayo was oh, probably the pick yeah. of the weekend this here. Will be, uh, and, this will be a big tilt, all right. And um, I'm going to take Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, I have to the do poor it. Poor Mayo lads. I think Mayo will come through this. As long as though they're at their, the top of their game, because Galway's not to be taken lightly yeah, now. Yeah. Division one lads now, you see. So That's right, that's right. Um, I think the most interesting game of the weekend, though, I mean, that's going to be a big game. But the most interesting game is going to be the Wexford and Kilkenny hurling game that's on today. today. Yeah. Yeah. And Leinster hurling semi final. So that should Indeed. be very, very interesting. Um, very interesting to see how uh, how Wexford cope with that, with Kilkenny and how much Kilkenny have improved or not improved yeah. last year. So that's one of the uh, that's one of the big tilts and awfully take on Westmead as well. Yeah. This weekend. So you mentioned there are a couple of counties that I, when I was driving over, listening to Off the Ball there. <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, they were talking about 1972 for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I missed the start of it. But um, in 1972, Kilkenny did the double. And who captained the under 21s? Brian Cody. Oh. <laughs> captained the under 21s wow. to win there. Uh, and the other thing that was of interest was 1972 was the first time that Gaelic football was played at Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if uh, I'm sure some of our our listeners would uh, know who played in that but it was Cork and Offaly right. that played and yeah. the fella in a very British accent said this is not a game for sissies <laughs> <laughs> so it was very good old footage that they played on off the ball there this morning so it was and great Offaly did win the All-Ireland Football in 1972 yeah well, exactly yeah. 1972 very good and Claire, Claire and Kerry go at it tomorrow and Cavan and Monaghan as well yeah. in the football any, uh, do you want to predict no. anybody? No. Put them to the sword or anything I'm like that? No. The fifth. All right. Uh, silent on that one. A smaller ball. Seamus Power is doing very well at St. Jude's yes, too. Three point, uh, three shots off the lead. Yeah, very That's good. good. He seems to be close to a breakthrough, but I think every so. weekend he collapses. So it'll be very interesting to see. He needs a win to qualify for the U.S. Open. I think. Does oh, he? Okay. Yeah. I thought he qualified. I will see. Now. Yeah. Didn't I announce that there a couple of weeks I don't ago? No, you might have. He been did. Wrong. He qualified. He <laughs> got in through a playoff. Stop the lights, will you? So listen, the the studio is bright today. Oh, what? We're it's, we're we're so lucky this morning. We want huh? to uh, welcome into studio um, uh, Colomb Nado O'Shea, who is the 2017 Toronto Rose. You're very welcome, and her mammy came in for a little bit of support. Although apparently she doesn't necessarily support her, she likes to kind of uh, tease her a little bit. Just a little bit. Colomb, you're very welcome. Pull over that microphone there to your. Uh, sure. How's this? That's perfect. Good. You're very welcome. And uh, we look forward to hearing a little bit more from you uh, throughout the show. Absolutely. We'll Thank you for having me. A little bit of banter. But you want to, first of all, uh, maybe tell the listeners a little bit about your Irish connection. And I mean, you have some um, you have some family that are quite well known here by most of our listeners. So maybe you could kind of oh. speak to that a little bit. Sure. I'd love to. Um, so I myself uh, was born and raised in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But my grandparents on my father's side, as well as my aunt and uncle, um, all hail from Dublin. And uh, my grandparents and my aunt and uncle moved here in 1954. 1954. Yes. So it's been a little while. Um, But I myself have never been to Ireland. Never? Uh, Never, I know. Shocking. However, I'm going uh, in, I guess, two weeks from now for the first time. So very, very excited. That was planned long before... 
the accolade. It was, the award. yes. Yeah, yeah so um, looking forward to that. I'm going with my, my lovely mother here. Yeah, and we're just gonna a have tui. A yeah. A little bit of bonding going on there. Yes, oh, well, we're, we're very close. So she's, she's one of my best friends. All so right, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. You need to make the announcement of who your grandmother and grandfather were <laughs> sure. for our listeners absolutely they're very well known oh well um so my my nana as i call her uh peggy delaney she was is my hero um very very special person yeah. to me and mm-hmm. my grandfather whom i didn't get to know as well because he passed when i was um quite a bit younger but cormac o'shea um, yeah. and just a legend as well um certainly in my family and you know all of the stories and um his i'll never forget him playing violin when everyone got together and it just yeah very very special people um again cormac has been gone for a long time but um nana peggy has been gone for i guess about seven years now but uh, she's still very much here yeah good yeah very good well we'll play a wee bit of uh music and uh as you just mentioned there about remembering you and we know that Peggy be looking down so proud of you. Uh, I was very fond of Peggy. We had uh, we had good uh, good times together. Oh, and that's uh, this is Christy Hennessy with Remember Me. Remember me whenever no one holding you Anytime you feel like you can't make it through Remember me and I will be with you Remember me whenever
and I will be with you. The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's. Serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. All right, well, we're going to go off to Ottawa, where there's a fellow up here. Anytime there's an election, he gets very giddy. Mr. Desmond Devoy, good morning. Give us all them election results. I will indeed, Ken. Thank you very much for that. And good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. And here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning, well, Ken was right. If you love seat projections and seat numbers, this is the broadcast for you. The Social Democratic and Labour Party and the Ulster Unionist Party were completely wiped out this past Thursday in the Westminster elections in Northern Ireland. But the biggest surprise of all from the vote in Britain was that an Ulster-based party, the Democratic Unionist Party, has begun negotiations with Britain's Conservatives about forming some manner of coalition to prop the party up. In fact, late-breaking news this morning that the chief whip of the Conservatives is on his way to Belfast this weekend to begin negotiations. Theresa May will remain as Britain's Prime Minister in spite of having lost a majority in the House of Commons in London. So she will need the DUP's 10 seats in order to get a bare-bones majority. The DUP was up two seats on the night, picking off the UUP's only seat, seat in South Antrim. Lady, Lady Sylvia Herman, an independent unionist, won in North Down, while Sinn Féin took seven seats. The SDLP lost all three of its seats, losing two seats to Sinn Féin and one to the DUP. Dr. Alistair MacDonald was, de- MacDonald was defeated in South Belfast by the DUP's Emma Little-Pengelly, while Sinn Féin's Chris Hazard defeated former SDLP leader Margaret Ritchie in South Down. The last seat declared on Thursday night was, as usual, Fermanagh and South Tyrone, which Sinn Féin's Michelle Gildernew held. However, in the sometimes bizarre world that is Irish politics, Lady Sylvia will likely be the only non-DUP MP to take their seat in Parliament from the North, as Sinn Féin has a strict abstentionist policy, which means that their members do not take their seats in the Westminster Parliament because they do not wish to swear an oath to the Queen. As William Butler Yeats wrote, all changed change utterly, especially for DUP leader Arlene Foster. Her party was badly battered, losing several seats in the March 2nd Assembly elections. Now, just three months later, despite failing to hammer together a government at Stormont, she's entering into negotiations, yet more negotiations, this time with May's Conservatives, about propping up her government. For years, decisions affecting Belfast and the North were made in London. On Friday, London's Evening Standard editorial reflected the disbelief amongst English voters that, quote, in this topsy-turvy world, the decisions that affect London will now be taken in Belfast. Foster revealed on Friday that May, quote, had spoken with me this morning and we will enter discussions with the Conservatives to explore how it may be possible to bring stability to our nation at this time of great change. 
However, Sinn Féin President Jerry Adams did not think much of the proposed political deal between the two pro-Brexit leaders. History will show alliances between Ulster Unionism and British Unionism has always ended in tears, Adams said. Interestingly, Adams also mentioned that his party would now resume talks about entering and forming a new government, this one at Stormont on Monday. Our other big story this week, an Irish library card was the first hint of an Irish connection to the London Bridge terror attack last weekend. One of the attackers, identified as Rashid Redouan, not only lived in Dublin's Rathmines neighbourhood and later Cabra, but he was married in a civil ceremony in Dublin on November 2, 2012. He is also alleged to have rented the London safe house where the attack was planned. Speaking to the Irish Daily Mirror, his former wife, Sharice Ann O'Leary, 38, said she was, quote, shocked, saddened and numbed by the Moroccans' actions, adding that she was, has shed many tears for his victims. The couple have a 17-year-old, 17-month-old daughter, rather, Amina, but they have separated, but they've been separated for the last six months, in part because of his physical abuse. Someday I'll have to try and explain to her why her father did what he did, she said, adding that she in no way condones his actions. Later in the week, a former radically a former radicalized Islamic convert from Limerick, known only as Sister Aliyah, 26, claimed that another of the London attackers, Kuram Shahzad Boot, had landed, had been to Ireland two or three times visiting Dublin and Limerick. In her speech to the Al Mustafa Islamic Centre in Blanchardstown, West Dublin, she claimed that there may be as many as 150 Islamic extremists living in the Republic. One of the survivors of the London Bridge attack, Amy Webster, is from County Derry, as she was having a drink with her boyfriend in Borough Market, London, when the three men, armed with knives, burst in and stabbed a woman near the door, according to the Belfast Telegraph. All told, seven people died, 48 were injured, 21 critically in the attack after a van plowed into pedestrians on London Bridge. Afterwards, three men went on a stabbing rampage before they were all shot dead by police. Already, there have been repercussions in Ireland, according to the Irish Times, more than 100 Muslims praying on Monday evening at the Mashid Maryam Mosque in Galway were upset when rocks were thrown through the facility's windows. Well, this week in Irish history, on June 10, 2000, Irish tenor Frank Patterson dies. The day before June 9, 597 AD, St. Colum Kill dies. He had helped spread Christianity to modern-day Scotland. On the same day in 1927, more election results for you, Common wins 47 seats ahead of Eamon de Valera's 44 seats for Fianna Foyle. On June 8, 1985, Irishman Barry McGuigan wins the world featherweight boxing title. On June 5, 1868, Easter Rising leader James Connolly is born in Edinburgh, Scotland. And finally, on June 4, 1651, Oliver Cromwell's forces begin the siege of Limerick, which would last until that October. And that was the news from Ireland for this week, folks. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Discover Ireland with great value fares from Aer Lingus. Fly from Toronto to Dublin from $749 round trip, including all taxes and fees for travel between September 1st and October 31st this year. Air transportation charges, taxes, and fees are included. Restrictions apply. Smart flies Aer Lingus. Hurry and book now by June 20th at www.airlingus.com. That's www.airlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Slango Foil. All right, good man, Desmond. Wow. Well done. There's a lot going on in those elections. I now. tell you. Huh? <laughs>
<laughs> it would be something if Sinn Féin had run the tables. <laughs> I wonder what Theresa May would have been doing then. Uh, yeah, she'd have been taking Especially it. when the lads don't go over to uh, Westminster. That's right, yeah. Vacant that's seats. That's they won right. seven seats, so yeah. uh, that would have been interesting if they had won like 12. <laughs> I don't Theresa think would Desmond be making would some awkward phone calls. Control his excitement <laughs> if that happened. Anyway, yeah. very good. Um, do you ever get uh, like just whistling a tune and you don't know where it comes out of your head? No. No, you don't? No. Okay, so it's just me. All the time. <laughs> I did it in the car on the way over. Did yeah. you? Yeah. And, and it gives it. Boatman, I think oh, there you go. Okay, so I. Was, this just happened to me last week. Yeah. And I just started whistling this song, right? Yeah. And I'm like, my God, I haven't heard that and I don't even remember. <laughs> who sang it or whatever, right? So I had to Google who sang it. And it was uh, Combine Harvester. (laughs) Now, why would that even be in my head? Do you remember who sang it? Uh, Was it Brendan Chine? No. No? But you're right in the first name. Oh. Brendan Brendan Grace. Brendan Grace. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, here we go. Tractor through your haggard last night. I threw me pitchfork at your dog to keep white. Now something's telling me that you're avoiding me. Come on now, girlie, you've got something I need. Well, I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key. Come on now, let's live together in perfect harmony. I've got 20 acres and you've got 43. Well, I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key. Will you come down after I talk here and listen to me? I'll stick by you, I'll give you all that you need. We'll have meat for dinner seven days every week. And you know I love you, girly, so give me your hand. But the thing I love most is all them acres of land. Well, I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key. Come on now, let's live together in perfect harmony. I've got 20 acres and you've got 43. Well, I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key. Stop biting your nail, you old devil, yeah. For seven long years I've been alone in this place. The old dad died and I was left the estate. If I cleaned it up, would you change your mind? A new patch of straw, a splash of whitewash and lime. Well, I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key. Come on now, let's live together in perfect harmony. I've got 20 acres and you've got 43. Well, I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key. Groovy baby. Weren't we the fine couple at the last Mockred dance? I wore lashings of hair oil and a crease in my pants. In your new Yankee dress with the perfume smelling grand. And we got our photograph took and was holding hands. Well, I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key. Now that we're born past our fifties, it's time that you and me stopped all this gallivanting and Julia marry me. Well, I've got a brand new combine harvester. God bless you, Julia, wouldn't you get dizzy looking down at all that small field? There's plenty of girls. It didn't take you long to learn how to operate her. I'll go on, give us an old screen. I'll go on. Oh, I'll go on out of control. 
<laughs> this is Butler here from Ireland, and you're listening to Kyologus Crack with Ken and Mark. Do you hear that now? When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home and not too far from home at 838 The Queensway in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Now, what about Good that? stuff. And uh, we have a bit of a tag here for the Galway Arms. At the end of this show, 12 o'clock, uh, the Munster uh, Football Championship semi-final, Tipperary, taken on Cork. And um, Cork had that uh, close call against Waterford, as you know. They did. Tipperary, a great run last year. And then at 2 o'clock today, a big hurling game in the semi-final of the, the Leinster Hurling Championship, Kilkenny taking on Wexford. I wonder if Ethna will be down at that one there. And then tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, um, we've got the Ulster Football Championship quarterfinal between Cavan and Monaghan. And then at 11 o'clock, um, probably the biggest game of the weekend, um, Mayo taking on Galway. Anyway, down there to the Galway Arms. And uh, you know what? There'll be an old soccer game going on down there too tomorrow. Don't mm. mind saying around 12 o'clock. Yeah. So get down. It's going to be a feast of, uh, a feast of football down there. Right, so listen, um, let's have a little chat here with uh, the, the uh, Toronto Rose of Tralee. And uh, I'm very curious now, I know that um, you're, um, you know, obviously you're, uh, your nan was very uh, inspirational for you, but what did inspire you to, to go for the, the, the Rose of Tralee? Like what, who convinced you to do it or did it take much <laughs> convincing? Because it's not an easy process to go through, right? Um, no, I, I mean, it wasn't easy per se, it was... It was it was challenging for a number of reasons, but um, you know I, you know Nana was heavily involved yeah. in in the rose both here in Toronto as well as in Tralee, of course, and so I grew up hearing about it, going to uh, Toronto Rose Selection galas, um, and it was just it's always been a part of yeah. you know I guess the family and and our history, and you know I guess I never. I hadn't considered it mm-hmm. up until a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, last year, I, I wanted to uh, enter, but I was traveling during right. May, which yeah. wasn't going to work. Um, and, you know, I, I I wanted to do it for Nana yeah. as a way to, to honor her. And I knew that, um, you know, she she would be happy about that and proud that I um, that I entered. And mm-hmm. it's just a way to honor her legacy. Yeah. Definitely. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And have you ever actually seen the... The main event, the Rose of Trilly on television. Have you ever looked? Have you gone no. to YouTube to look at that? No? <laughs> I've seen. You might want to look at that. I know. I've seen. <laughs> um, I've seen clips of yeah. certain certain roses, and I mean, very impressive. It's a mm. little scary, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so I've seen a few. I've seen a few people on stage. Uh, I have not watched a full event, yeah. but um, I do have some friends in Ireland who are absolutely ecstatic yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I'm part of it this year. And so I'll definitely do a little bit more research. Yeah. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to perform anything yet, so that's yeah. kind of my next uh, big decision. All right. <laughs> so one of the things that we love doing, uh, just when it gets closer to the event, mm-hmm. there's a there's a large co- uh, there's a there's a betting company in Ireland called Paddy Power. Okay. You'll see that you'll see them all over the place when you go visit Ireland in a couple of weeks. Um, but Paddy Power actually have they put odds on all of the roses. Oh right? so gosh, we love, we love following how they—they're never right, just so you know. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, we love following the odds of the Toronto Rose to ah. see if they're worth, worth putting a few bucks down on it. And so, uh, how do you feel about this year? I think uh, we're looking. Uh, Toronto Rose hasn't won this for a long time. Yeah, I Colleen mean, was the last. Colleen was part of the interview process, I assume. She, yes, she, yeah, she yeah. was a judge. So she was the last, last, uh, yep. she was the last International, winner. Yeah. Um, so um, I'd say you're looking good now. I'd be. You know, be up there. I'd say your odds would be up around five or six to one. So okay, that could right. be favorite uh, okay. territory right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you were going through the 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 the, the process mm-hmm. for um, you know for consideration for the Toronto Rose, like what, anything surprise you about it? Was there anything that it's like, oh really? We anything like that that was kind of you weren't expecting as you were going through the process? Certainly. Um, I think the quickest realization, or you know. Um, surprising thing, I suppose, was how quickly everyone became friends. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't want this to come across uh, the wrong way, but I, I didn't enter this to make friends. Yeah. I mean, that would have been amazing and, and is amazing, but, you know, after the first day of yeah. us all meeting each other, yeah. I'm not quite sure what it is. There must be some rose magic in the air yeah. or, yeah. Um, you know, everyone has that common element, um, Irishness. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, the the women in the group this year were just amazing and we all got along so, so well and became yeah. fast friends. So I think right. that was certainly yeah. the most surprising um, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we ask that question every year. We we, we, we often ask the question about the other mm-hmm. girls and, and they all say the same thing as that. Yeah. They, they've just found 9, 10, 11 uh, new friends. Yeah. And, um, Friends that they believe they're going to have for the rest of their lives. Which yeah. is, it sounds like it's an incredible bonding experience. It is. One of the things you may not be aware of, um, and the guy who will be doing the interview with you is Dahi O'Shea, so yes. a namesake of yours, of course. Yes. But he does like to ask the, the roses, you know, if they have any special talents, if they sing, <laughs> play an instrument, mm-hmm. dance, uh, magicians. <laughs> uh, have you got anything up your sleeve that oh. you want to... What are you going to do here? I, you know, it's, it's a dancing? tough question. So I, I don't Irish dance. I've always wanted to. Um, so I'm a, an artist. Yeah. I'm an abstract artist. Uh, I can't really perform that on stage, though. Yeah. So um, trying to think of a way to, to show that, to bring that to the people. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think of something that I can actually do or perform yeah. um, I've never been beaten at limbo mm-hmm. oh. I'm a limbo champion so wow. in no. my head I'm trying to um, to picture myself doing that in a gown on stage in front of people <laughs> uh, so I'm thinking possibly limbo it's um, actually amazing that you bring that up because oh. Mark is also undefeated no limbo. way I think we could have it maybe in the studio in the next song yeah. we could actually have a limbo off I Is that love what it. you call it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Amazing. might lose your crown there. I'll tell oh, you that. Oh, no. Well, yeah. then what am I going to do in Tralee? Take, take one look at <laughs> this body. My confidence just shot. You know, shot. there's agility written all over this Absolutely. body. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey. Well, there you go. 
So um, listen, one of the most important questions that we always ask is is the is the the, the man question. Uh, do you have a, a boyfriend, or are you on a bit of a, a mission when you go over there? Because <laughs> they're going to give you a man for a little while, right? A I know chaperone. it's very exciting. So are you are you are you open, or are you? I I am available. You're available. Yes. Wow. I know. Incredible. So. We'll have to get the word out to all the escorts over there. Oh, God. Huh? <laughs> now, we've had roses come back and they, they normally give a little gift as well. Yes. Uh, and we've had roses been given socks. Socks? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gave football socks and things like oh, that. Oh, nice. So hopefully your fellow is a wee bit more generous than, than hey, the socks. you know what? Socks is one of those things. It's like you get them on Christmas Day and you're thrilled because no one likes to go out and buy themselves socks. So I'm open. Very good. Yeah. So push that microphone over there to your right, to your mammy Absolutely. there, and we'll ask your mammy questions. Mm-hmm. Mammy, what's your name now? Introduce yourself to the old listeners there. It's Joanne Nadeau. Joanne Nadeau. Nadeau. Now that's mm-hmm. not an Irish name. No. Mm-mm. So you've never been to Ireland? Never been to Ireland, but I've always loved everything Irish. There's Is that just, right? Yes. I've just loved everything. Yeah. Uh, I met um, Peggy Delaney um, in fact, I knew her. I suppose how would I I would have been thirty years old when yeah. I met Peggy Delaney, yeah. and of course fell in love with her. Right. Yeah. Uh, just fell in love with her and admired her so much. Saw her almost every day because we lived in the same building at four hundred Walmer. Okay. So okay. I think she's what started me yeah. on loving everything Irish. Right. And so it kind of is. It's in my blood, even though I'm French Canadian. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Hundreds of years ago, oh, what the Normans were up to, right? <laughs> That's where my where I hail from, where my family hails from, Normandy. Ah. So you never know. Wow, excellent. So what do you make of all this? Uh, what do you make of all this uh, this Toronto Rose stuff? You were been, you were right there with her along the way. Absolutely, um, very very exciting. I mean, extremely thrilled, and I'm so naive. I thought right to the last minute. Well, she may, she, you know, there's a chance, there's a one in six chance that she may win mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it was such lovely, lovely young woman. So yeah. I thought any of these women can win. So I was completely amazed when Colombe won and of course yeah. thrilled. And her stepfather was big mustache from ear to ear, <laughs> smile from ear to ear. Yeah. So yes, it was lovely. Very <laughs> exciting. Let's put Excellent. it that way. Well, you look like you could have entered it yourself. Well, I don't know about that. I'm in my 60s and think I'm a little well, bit old. I'll tell you, you're spectacular. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. We'll come back to you there in a second. Um, we'll get on with a bit of music here, Kenny. Do you want to tell us what you have lined up here? Sure, why wouldn't I? Actually, this band was very, uh, I'd say they were quite famous around this town. Lots of people we know would have been in this band. Tip Splinter oh, with boy. Castle Kelly's. Mm.
Guinness. There's over 250 years of brewing tradition. And a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness Guinness. All right, time for the Guinness Community Calendar events. And this uh, coming week on June the 16th, it's the 32nd annual Toronto Bloomsday Festival. And this has been under the leadership of Mary Durkin for a long time, but we had Richard Hart on here. He's the new director, and he's looking forward to a great festival, Rain or Shine. It's James Joyce's novel, of course, Ulysses, that they'll be performing. Actors and musicians will reenact different scenes, and then they'll have a little walk through Kew Gardens, followed by some readings and music at the Beaches Library, and that's at 2161 Queen Street East. And again, it's June 16th, 9 a.m. till noon. And they'll be assembling at the library at 9 a.m. And then they'll be followed with a Bloomsday brunch 
and that is at Whitlock's at 1961 Queen Street East from noon to 2.30. You can find out more information at torontobloomsday.com or give Richard a shout at 416-778-8203. And there's some big news, actually, that we need to announce. Huh? Let's get this, is, this, this is the, the formal. That's good. Let's, let's, let's get July the 8th. Wow. A century in celebration. <laughs> 50 plus 50. Yeah. Gives you me and Mark. <laughs> and that's yes, going to take place at PG O'Brien's. We're turning the big 5-0. And we want you to come out and uh, help us celebrate that. PJ's, of course, is at 39 Colburn Street. The ladies here are very welcome, aren't they? are very welcome to come down. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I miss well. it. All right. Sure, it'll be 51 next year. Yeah, exactly. Door 51st. So that's it, yeah. So, folks, yes. you're very welcome. Uh, live music, some nibblies down there. Yeah. And uh, all the yeah. crack you can have jammed into a night from about 7 till, well, late. Put the photo up on Facebook. I'm getting a lot Did of, you? Uh, I'm getting a lot oh of uh, acceptances Lord. to the event, just I so you was know. getting, uh, I'm not on Facebook because I don't like the thing, but uh, <laughs> I was getting a lot of texts with that photograph sent to me, wondering <laughs> what was going on there. And if you've seen it on Facebook, you know what we're talking yes, about. Yes, Anyway, get yourselves down to PJ's July the 8th. We'll have more chat about that in the coming weeks. The Irish camps are back. And Maureen Mulvey would love you to uh, send your children out to them. They're happening at the Montgomery Inn in uh, the Toronto West on July 10th to the 14th. And also, she'll be back there August 28th to September 1st. In the East End, they're happening uh, in the Legion at Papen O'Connor from July 17th to the 21st. And in Toronto North at St. Edward the Confessor Church. That's at 75 Churchill Avenue from July the 3rd to the 8th. So that's the first one. And then all the way out there in the west in Hamilton at the Museum of Steam and Technology at 700 Woodward Avenue. And that's taking place on August 21st to the 25th. And then, of course, don't forget the Thomas Darcy McGee Summer School is taking place in Carlingford, August 21st to 23rd. They're helping Canada, of course, celebrate its 150th birthday. Canadian Confederation and Irish Fenianism is the theme of the 6th Annual Summer School. And you can check them out at thomasdarcymcgee.com and General Don, uh, John de Chastelain will be one of the key speakers. So uh, suss that all out. You can get all that information on our website, saturdayirishradio.com. And if you have an event coming up, you can send me an email, ken at saturdayirishradio.com. All right, there we track you.
Wow. One of my favorite bands when I was hitting the dance floors around Sligo. <laughs> Back in the days. Oh, boy, did I ever. Anyway, Stockton's Wing there with the maid behind the bar. Right. And uh, we've, had, we've had many a chats with maids behind bars, especially recently in, uh, in New York. And I'm sure on your trip over... You'll chat to a few. Will you go into a few pubs over there, you oh, think? Oh, maybe one or two. One or two, yeah. yeah. Bit yeah. of crack, yeah. Yes. Uh, and you know what crack is, right? Uh, tell like. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Irish for word for a lot of fun. Yes. Like, you're not the other stuff. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I need that much. So it's all right, like, if anyone comes up to you in any of these pubs and asks you for Some crack, crack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what they're going on about. Yeah, okay, good to know. Uh, it's great. It's been great having you in studio. We certainly wish you the very best. Now, you'll have to commit to coming back in and telling us all about your your journey Absolutely. and your experience, especially yes. with Dahi. Maybe even get you to give us a call while you're over there. Oh, I'd love to. Did we do that with Petra? I think we did. Uh, yes, we did. So maybe we'll have you call in from over there and tell us how the how the things are going. You know? Absolutely. I'd love and, to. And I hear that bus tour is fabulous. Has Petra told you all about the bus? No. And all the kids waving. I mean, you're going to be treated like royalty over there. It's it's really hard to picture, to be honest. It's hard to imagine, but um, I'm excited. It's going to be a very interesting, exciting experience. So I'm right, well, yeah. And now you get a little fresh run out of two in the next couple of weeks when you go over there. Exactly. Yes. I mean, it's, it's um, one of the things as well that you may not realize as well as how 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 high that the profile is uh, mm-hmm. of this event. It really is a massive part of the kind of the cultural calendar in Ireland they really do um, I don't think sometimes you have a sense as to how big it is Mm -hmm. when you're here but you'll just see it it's the media coverage is very extensive on it the build-up to it is extensive for the for the run-up to the show itself they're tracking like where you were like what you were all doing on the run-up to the show so it's uh, have you received any communication from them yet Uh, yes you have okay got a barrage of emails I'm pretty sure the next day Uh, so it's been a lot a lot of reading a lot of forms to fill out and photos to get taken care of and forms to sign Uh, and I think that's kind of when it started hitting me certainly Um, but you know very organized everyone there is extremely helpful and you know even the the past roses here Petra Katie uh, Shannon just an amazing amazing team I certainly could not have nor could picture continuing this without their support so yeah. um yeah i certainly don't feel um alone in this which is nice mm, really good yeah so you're going to ireland in a couple of weeks you're flying into belfast and then you're going to do a little bit of a coastal drive absolutely and just a bit of a warning now when you're heading um around the northwest of ireland mm-hmm. you'll be coming through a place and the county is called sligo yes uh, i just <laughs> Avoid encourage that. you to <laughs> might want to keep the doors locked and uh, you know there's some counties that are worth bypassing some mm-hmm. are worth stopping that's that one there now you might want to you might want to go straight from mayo to galway okay and give good that a little bit of a miss good to that's know awful now that hmm? you'd be saying that you'll be very <laughs> well trying to we'll have the the one scenes out now <laughs> and the parade we'll we'll get you warmed up for the rows i'll put the word out okay yeah. so awesome. when you and the mammy are driving around there yeah. people will be coming out <laughs> do you know what kind of car you have no <laughs> I don't remember, but I'll be wearing my sash. Oh, the sash so. will be on, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, and Sligo people are they're fierce observant, so they'll be uh, they'll check that out for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> observant is one word for them, all right. Yeah. You'll have to go into uh, if you do go to Sligo, you'll have to go into the original mm-hmm. embassy 
mm. over there, and it's owned by the Quinns yes. over yep. in Sligo, right? Okay, so, wonderful. So you have to go in there, you see, and just say that Ken and Mark sent you in there. Oh, yeah. I, yes, that'll I line, will do that. That'll line up a free pint when we go back again then. There is a, good <laughs> <laughs> there is a great little pub in Sligo mm. called Hargadens. Hargadens. I would encourage you to go in there, yeah, to step back in time. Oh, Very wonderful. Nice. We're going. Hargadens. Yes. And I used to work in there. Before no I way. came to Canada, yeah. Yeah. Okay. saving up me a few pounds. Oh yeah, saving me a few pounds to buy me a ticket to come to Canada, <laughs> and I worked in there. So yeah, it's a great wee spot. Oh wonderful! Yeah, and I'll a, have to and check another that favorite out. is Shoots, <laughs> Shoot the Crows. Shoot the Crows, the it's name of the for traditional right? Irish music. Yeah. It's yeah. Fad- oh, fabulous. Wonderful. Yeah. Right. All right. You well, we're running out. You have an interesting tune. I do. And before we go, I want to say that you got to tune in next next week because we have MP for Lakeshore. Uh, east, no, West, Lakeshore West. James Maloney is coming in and he'll be in studio next week to make a very important announcement. James is co-chair of the Irish Parliamentary Committee up there with, uh, I think Seamus O'Regan is uh, is also on that. So uh, he's going to come in and make a big announcement. So tune in next week to listen to James. But on that note, we're going to go out with something special for you. This was a, a recording that Rory sent to us. Oh, gosh. And uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get the box of Kleenex out here. Uh. But uh, your nana, Peggy, sings this song. And uh, Paul Noonan, I think, plays on the piano. So Wonderful. best of luck over there. Thank you and so much. Thanks a million for coming in. Mammy as well. Us. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so, so much. It was You're very wonderful. welcome. All right. Look, we look forward to hearing great results. Thank Slum. you. If ever I go back again to Ireland It may be at the closing of my days Just to see again the moonrise of a clatter And watch the sun go down on go away bay Just to see again the ripple on the trout stream the women in the meadows making hay And to sit beside a turf fire in a cabin And watch the barefoot gossons at their play Oh, the breeze that blows across the sea from Ireland Is perfumed by the heather as it blows Programming for our Irish community can